Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 169 from March 19th, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Privet, here, here with Anna Marie Newfeld. Huh? <laughs> Emmanuel Marino. How's it going? And John Yearworth. Uh, hi. Um, don't you normally do Anna last? Ah. That's just what See, I wanted I you to say. I had this awesome idea that I was sleeping and I forgot to mention it. We totally should have introduced ourselves by our Pokemon. Yeah, no. I, I Master Chief's Poke- I am not Magikarp. <laughs> despite what Master Chief asserts. <laughs> and what the heck are you and Roy? Uh, plus plus minor. Oh, okay. That's why I thought it was so awesome. They're like a little matched pair because they're both in Europe. If you combine your powers, do you become Pikachu? No idea, and I don't want to find out. <laughs> what was Manny? Um, not involved. Not involved. Becky is a Geodude instead. Wait, not involved? He wasn't on the list of booking. Oh, that, no, oh, that doesn't No, you are on there. You're at the bottom. What is he? What? Oh, Manny. Oh, sorry, I thought we said about Anna. <laughs> See, I'm not involved. Gimmy. That was a gimmick. Come on. Yeah. Well, Manny, what Pokemon would you be with now? Um, the one where the series gets reinvented and is not born anymore. Ooh, that one doesn't <laughs> exist yet, so... Yeah, keep dreaming. Really. Ouch, burn. I can't help but feel we're getting a little sidetracked. No, I don't think we are. This is RPG cast. We don't do sidetrack. It's a sidetrack when we're on track. All right. Oh, it's cute. So I got a ton of feedback from you from last week. Thanks, everybody, for sending it in. Let's hit it up. First off, I've got a letter from from Chris DS who says, Hi, guys. Thanks for the great show. I just wanted to throw my two cents in about Torchlight because everyone keeps talking about it. I've been playing the game on the PC because it's... And it is excellent. I would definitely give it four out of five simply because of all the fantastic mods you can download for the game. Multiple classes, pets, and skins seem to keep the game very exciting. You can also download maps in other areas if you need more content. The major advantage Torchlight have o- has over Diablo, which I assume is a new version of Diablo, is that it will play on anything, so when TL2 hits the store, you can throw down a LAN party with very little money or worries. I can't wait. I like that. Diablo. That is like, true, though. I mean, Diablo 3 will not have LAN and it will not be monopole. That's so right. If you care about that. And it's also a beast of a game. Who goes to a have... LAN party? I that do. guy does? Apparently, that guy does. <laughs> I just need good I internet play, LAN actually. Parties. Are you kidding me? I actually used to have those. When's the last time you went to an R- a LAN party, Anna? Loading uh, in Brandon. Which was? So, uh, at least two years ago. Oh. But are you, my old computer, I actually had like special length straps that I could tie them around my computer and pick it up. So it was really easy to take it anywhere. Oh, Manny, you're the missing no. That's right. You're Is that the, a missing no? You're missing no. Is that a famous Japanese painter? You're the glit, you're the glitch Pokemon from the first games. The Pokemon that comes up when a Pokemon with no number is referenced. It's sweet. So, user Okaku Densetsu says... (laughs) Nice pronunciation. I was thinking about Nintendo and their Sega-style gimmicks when it occurred to me, listen to this. 
Nintendo's newest handheld. The 3DS causes eye strain and who knows what else. So tell me this. Is it possible that Nintendo will release a cheaper version of the 3DS simply called the DS Advance? Here's the deal. DS Advance can play DS and 3DS games but does not have the 3D technology built in. It's like turning the 3D off and removing the slider. It's a way people can play 3DS games on a less expensive version of the 3DS without the 3D. No. Except... 3D part isn't necessarily what makes the machine expensive. I mean, this is, I point this out in the thread, but I mean, this is the same situation we have with processor dips, where it's cost prohibitive to make a 2.5 and a 2.7 and a 3.0. So they just make a 3.0 and turn off some of the switches, so they're 2.7 and 2.5. They wouldn't uh, make a 3DS without 3D. Well, actually, you are putting extra parts on the 3DS for the 3D, so it wouldn't. It doesn't follow the same as... They're not assembling the screens. If Nintendo was assembling the screens themselves, it would be different. They're putting it together. Uh, but here, here's why they're not going to do it. It splits their, uh, splits their user base. So people making games don't know if the people have 3D or not. You already can't... Uh, that already exists, though. You can't make a game that relies on 3D knowing are, are that... Are we sure that's true? Well, if you yeah. can turn it off all the time... Well, we, can't, we don't know if that's a rule had. is the problem. Yeah, but I mean, think of the, the DualShock 2. Okay. I mean, when the PS2 first came out, they were like, this is a DualShock 2, and it's different from a DualShock 1. And eventually, the developers are going to make it so that you can only use DualShock 2. And guess what? Kingdom Hearts, you could only use the DualShock 2. Okay. I think it's more like this. I mean, I just think that the DS is going to get cheaper on its own anyway, year after year, price drop after price drop, hardware revision after hardware revision. It's not going to stay at 250 yeah, forever. I, so you're launching a new piece of hardware with 3D as the main feature of it. You're not going to change that for over a year. More to the point, I think people are waking out a little too much on this whole 3D is bad for you thing. What would you call a non 3D 3D 3DS? Uh, who cares? Because <laughs> by the time by the time they'd be willing to release something like this, it would already be time for the first revision of the system, which will be cheaper anyway, right? So, or, or the old one will be cheaper. You just buy that, turn the slider down. So, it, unfortunately, I don't think it ends up mattering. They're already going to do a bunch of revisions, so why does it matter? I mean, the 3D is in the name itself. That'd be confusing that if you have, like, a 3DS that plays 3DS games, but it's not a 3D, you know? It, like, what would you call it? A DS Advance? That's what he said. DS Advance. I but, guess. But that's not what they're going to do, because it's that's like the old DS. Does it play 3DS games? It's just, uh, it's just not likely. 3DS Mono. There you go. <laughs> no? All right. All right, Noodle got really mad at us last week because we didn't go through her fashion picks. So this week I present to you her fashion, fashion picks. picks. Well, number one, Sid Reigns from Final Fantasy Thirteen, Looking very dapper. Number two, Yuna from Final Fantasy X. Number three, Prish from Final Fantasy Eleven. Number four, Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen, And number five, this is kind of creepy because it's not a person, it's an outfit, the White Mage... I- Artifact armor from Final Fantasy XI, but without the hat. Well, that hat is very stupid. It's a mushroom cap. <laughs> Condom hat. Whatever. You know it. Uh-huh. Okay, next letter is from Venice Birdman, who says, 
a wall of text that basically points out, hey, you're talking about Torchlight. Don't forget that Runic also made Fate games. Well, they weren't called Runic at that time, but yes, Fate exists. So here's a shout out that Fate exists. It's games like Torchlight and Diablo, and they have some different things. More races, some pets, multiplayer, and fishing holes. So go play Fate if you're really missing multiplayer in Diablo right now, because honestly, it's probably the same thing, right? Man, Runic must love us. like that Torchlight cast right now. <laughs> so he's been playing 383 hours in one of them. Um, which one is he? I don't know which one. He says they're between 10 and 20 bucks, so go play it. He likes it a lot. So there's your plug for Fate. Next up is my favorite piece of news for the week. So much that it's it, it's a letter I got in my inbox, so it counts as feedback. Amelia right. sent us a note that Square Enix ceases development of Gun Loco. Yay! <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> This is the crazy-looking 360 game. This is my favorite piece of feedback for the week. Gun Loco. Done. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> I'm so, so much potential. So much potential. <laughs> All right. Next is Shadow4699. Paul should recognize this game, hey! he says. I recognize him. I play Maple Story with him. Ah, okay. So he sent in a bunch of RPG cast fan fiction. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Yeah, <laughs> he sent an RPG cast fan fiction, but back from the days of Lucifer, because he's been very sad since Lucifer left the show and started his okay, own show. Okay, good. So, I, I I browsed it and perused and picked what I felt was the best chapter, and now I shall give you a reading of Chapter Two: The Duel with Montauk, the Destroyer. Excellent. <laughs> Lucifer's greatest enemy is not Grin- Glenzilda nor Chris or Ethos. No, his greatest enemy is the illiterate Oliver Motok. Motok is a full-grown adult, but is only five years old. Legend has it, he was born the same day of Blue Dragon, the poor Pillock. He may seem like an average Pillock by day, but by night he becomes Montok. Montok, Destroyer of Worlds, is his full title. One day, Lucifer had to stop him cold in his tracks. You might have seen some great battle that you think is just so epic. Well, it isn't as epic as this one. This one defines epic. Epic. It all started when Oliver wanted a Kit Kat bar. Lucifer refused because he doesn't like Oliver, like most normal people. But outside, he didn't notice that the moon was rising. Soon, Oliver became Montauk. Montauk charged through his house, thrashing the place. Lucifer soon started running from room to room. Lucifer knew he couldn't fight since, like all British or good people, good enough... (laughs) Since, like all British or good enough to be British people, all he could do was teleport and summon tea at will. Lucifer kept looking for it, not fighting it, enraged Lucifer, and made him fear for his life at some points. But after ten minutes, he found it and gave it to Montauk, it being the Kit Kat bar. Montauk then transformed back into Oliver and went to sleep, because it was a Kit Kat wrapper that Lucifer found in the trash. The moral of this story is that Oliver is stupid. Poetry. <laughs> what? Poetry. Also, I wasn't poetry. aware that I wasn't aware that I could teleport. I know about the summoning tea at will thing. But... <laughs> you just haven't awakened your full power. Clearly. <laughs> you okay, to... I dazed. I wasn't in that at all, was I? <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> no, this is back. This is back in the day when it was uh, Lucifer, right. me, Ethos, that sort of thing. Ethan. All right. The, the classic days. The classic before it got days. Bad. <laughs> RPG cast classic. 
before it got multicultural and thus bad. I like that. Oh, just uh, just um, release a uh, I, I don't know an overcosted version on PSN or something. RPG classic. RPG, RPG cast G- classic. RPG classic. Yes. RPG oh, cast advance. I'm going to call it advance. <laughs> release on PSP and charge full price. That's right. The only difference is is Chris is now wearing makeup, which oh. is of course completely irrelevant because it's a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except for the people in the live room. All right, if you'd like to send us feedback, we've got a few ways for you to do it. Podcast at rpgamer.com is a preferred way to send a letter in. You can also post on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go into the latest updates section. You'll find the podcast thread in there. Or it's linked off the rpgamer.com slash rpgcast page where all the shows are. There, you'll see the thread for the show right there. You can also send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098 or email us an mp3 at podcast at rpgamer.com. We'll play it right here on the show we love to hear your feedback keep sending it in now it's time for news first off might and magic clash of heroes hd this is one i've been waiting for for a long time come to psn and xbox live arcade mid-april yeah i'll have to bring my system somewhere that i can download oh is it not coming canada um i have no wireless internet here Oh, you don't have you can't plug into the system on yours? Unless I want to steal the cable running to my computer. Can't you do that? Uh, I guess. I buy a long cord off Monoprice and just hook it up temporarily to download some games and upgrade your firmware. Yeah. Yeah. The cheap. Cheap. We got solutions for uh, this. Does Monoprice ship to Canada cheap? Um, they sh- as far as I know, they ship everywhere cheap. Uh, just as a note, Chris, you missed the Mass Effect 2 story. I deleted it. Because oh, we already have it on our site later. So Okay. Just did some house cleaning. We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. All right. So if you'd like to download this game, which everybody said was great, and Chris didn't have time to play at the time, so he's been waiting ever since he heard there was a HD remix coming out, uh, just wait till mid-April. So did you guys all like this game? Did you all play it? No, I, did, I never I'm looking it. forward to playing it again. Okay. What? Say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, Might and Magic Clash of Heroes. Oh I yeah, I heard good stuff about that. Oh, wait, I played this. I played this at E3. Yes, I think. Oh, okay. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's an enhanced version of the DS one. It's it it seems it's very pretty, and it's uh, if you like the DS one, this is even better. Sweet, Anna. Give me your um your your fake postal codes. Um, for what province? For wherever the hell you live. <laughs> V3A2G7. It's not where you live, but you're sanitizing it for the podcast. All right, let's see. Um, Cheapest shipping t- for of a 50-foot cable is $7.13 for you. And the uh, cable itself costs five dollars and thirty-eight cents. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, if you can find one for twelve bucks in the store, do that. But uh, twelve and a half That's bucks, you got a fifty-dollar cable, and you can go high. Fifty-foot cable. Fifty-foot cable. You, you can do a seventy-five <sighs> and stuff too for like a dollar more. <laughs> Mono price is awesome. It's a great site. Everyone should get the cables off that, and then go stalk Anna now that you know where she lives, kinda. I know where you live. What's I that? know what you do. Go bring her a cookie, but no chocolate chips. I know where Anna lives anyway. Yeah, he's seen my address. Well, you don't count. Anything? You're not a stalker. You're a podcast guest. 
There's a difference. All right. Well, well, really? my knows you my... record your voice. That's the difference. Okay. My knows my address. All right. So now that we've uh, kind of eased into things, let's hit the hard news of the week. So there was a tsunami and earthquake, of course, in Japan. We mentioned it last week. Uh, you know, as it's gone on, obviously, nuclear ramifications have been going on with the Fukushima power plant. And I think like every reactor there is having various issues and problems. And there's every day it's like one exploded and one's getting under containment. One's got power now. One, I don't know, whatever. So as a result for that, Square Enix shut down their Final Fantasy 11 and 14 servers because the you know power company's like, we're going to do rolling blackouts. You guys probably shouldn't have anything on that's going to be you know, not enjoy having its power cut. So Square's like, uh, let's shut our servers down and help save power anyway. So they've done okay. that for the past week, and I, for all I know, they might keep doing that going onward for the next week and the week after. Um, and uh, another thing that we've seen happen this week is everybody's doing a Donate to Japan thing. So uh, apparently PSN in Japan is doing... Uh, they've made it really easy to, I guess, write on your PlayStation... Uh, donate to Japan? Is that how it's working? Uh, it, on uh, the Europe PSN, it was basically you can just use your money that's in your PSN account and just donate it straight to Japan. Okay. I know iTunes has a donate button to get to the Red Cross. Uh, Google has what I think is like the best one. Like right on their homepage, they've got a link down there. Re- you click the button. It says resources for the earthquake and tsunamis in Japan. You click on it. You can donate in yen to the Japanese Red Cross directly. Like not even going through the American Red Cross. It's like right to the Japanese Red Cross organization. Um, so they'll take care of the currency conversion using Google Checkout. You go donate right there. But there's some other things you can do. If you just... Uh, if you just don't be lazy about it. Text the word Red Cross to 90999. It'll make a $10 donation right on your phone. You'll be billed for it on your next billing cycle. Um, you can go to crunchyroll.com. They're doing like over the next six hours. So this is only good for like the, the, the live streamers, but they're matching everything you donate through crunchyroll.com. That will go like to the Red Cross and will be matched. So it'll be doubled. So go do that. <clears throat> and Axis has something going on where they're, uh, the, they're doing a sale this weekend up until March 24th. If you go to Axis's store, which is AxisGames.com, and you should see the link there, uh, you can buy anything in their in their store. The the profits will go towards uh, Japan, so that way you can get something and help do a good thing at the same time. And they've got a number of things on sale, like Levitane Tactics, plus plastic folder and art books on sale, Blazing Souls Accelerate, Accelerate or Accelate? Accelate. I don't know. Accelate. That's weird that's on sale mimana yar chronicles plus the cds on sale for 20 bucks jacondia the timeless land plus the phone strap is 35 bucks and record of agarest war plus the um well the booby mouse pad is 40 bucks and And the pillow oh i thought the mouse pad was the pillow oh that's so creepy oh the link here doesn't go to the to the sale okay that's confusing um all right I should do. I wrote that story. No, you linked it to the game page, which makes sense because that's kind of how we normally. No, do there things. should be another link on that. There should be another link on that page. Yeah, there's a link that says sale. This goes to the sale. This works. All right. Um, which then you have to click another link that goes to the store. Which ah, all right, found it. All right, I'm looking for this pillow because this sounds creepy. Da 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 da. Includes it's mouse. Oh, it's a pillow case. It's not the pillow. Yeah, All right. it's a yeah. pillow case and has a naked girl in it. And you also get the booby mouse. Well, I was I was trying to figure out how they're shipping a large pillow through the mail inexpensively, and it's like, okay, it's just a pillow case. All right, that explains it. 
Game sucks, though, so maybe you shouldn't buy that one. Um, <laughs> let's see. And but that's titties! It. Oh, thanks, Anna. <laughs> Anna, have you ever heard of the internet? All right, what else do we I'll got for... I'll email you some right now. Let's see, is anybody in the chat room suggesting things we could do? No, I guess not. Yeah, and there's uh, this really weird uh, YouTube video about Nuclear Boy, which makes an analogy of what's going on in Fukushima with um, <laughs> with uh, poops and farts instead of radiation and radioactive fallout. So um, if you really need help understanding and you're not a very technical person, go look up the Nuclear Boy cartoon on YouTube. You know, um... All joking aside, though, I would recommend you guys check out NHK. NHK World is a major Japanese news network, and yeah. due to the crisis, they've been live streaming on UStream all the news directly translated. But like, they have like a team of like five translators who are translating everything directly as you watch it on live stream, and that's free and available to everyone right they now. They are streaming on their own website. They're streaming on web on on UStream. Mm-hmm. They're streaming on Jib TV and on um on the iPhone. You know, I find this is amazing because, like, any other time of the year, this would be, like, cease and desist orders. Why are you streaming this on Ustream? No, they're the ones doing it. Exactly. That doesn't make sense. It's them doing the streaming, so they'd be cease and desisting themselves. But, But but like, it's important to get this information out, so they're going to mediums they normally wouldn't go. Yeah, and um, I don't know how long they've been streaming, but uh, it definitely seems like it started just, just now. The problem is it's a bit sanitized since it's straight in Japan, so it's affected a bit by the government um, PR and all that stuff that Japan does. Um, so you kind of can't use it as your only news source, and it's not well organized like the stories on their page, but it is pretty good if you want to just see video coming out there with like Japanese people talking about it instead of Americans who aren't in Japan talking about it. It makes a difference. So go check it out. Highly recommend it. And Japanese newsmakers and Japanese news correspondents love making models, and you'll see lots of it. Yeah, that's true. They love models and uh, printing out posters. Yep, and pointing to pictures on posters. That's right. Oh. All right. So there's no good way to transition back into game news, and I'm sorry about that. So we're going to continue on. That's our show. Um, we wish the best t- to everybody in Japan. Um, my hearts and thoughts and prayers are with them. And please, people, I encourage you to donate. Um, I don't know if that CNET auction, CNET was having an auction of an iPad 2 um, that was signed by a bunch of people on the show and some celebrities off a new CBS show. Uh, I forget the name of it. Um, that was up to 2000 last I heard. So if you're really on an iPad 2, go get in on that. And, uh, Is the Silicon Era um, auction over? That's where I they don't were, know. They were uh, auctioning off some stuff from Dissidia, some autographed toys and capes from Dissidia. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a few of these good stuff going around. I think even Kotaku has some. Yeah, but they're Kotaku. Hey, as long as the money gets to where it's supposed to go. All right, all right. Yeah, and Silicon Era has like, oh, looks like they they have a... Oh, yeah, it's still in. Chip in. Well, that's not... uh, Is that the charity thing, too? Oh, yeah, there's a raffle. Raffle for a swag bag. So right there on the right side of uh, SiliconAira.com, there's a button that says Disaster Relief for Japan. Join in there and uh, help contribute. And uh, every... What does it say? Every $5 will get you one raffle ticket. Beautiful. So. Great. They've already, like, more than surpassed their goal of $1,000. Yeah, they're in the 3000 already. So that's pretty cool. Uh, kind of what I'm doing is, you know, um, well, I guess I shouldn't talk about what I'm doing. So, yeah, uh, I encourage you all to go and donate. So please do that. All right. Parasite Eve uh, coming to PlayStation Network. 
Uh, this is news this week that the uh, Paris Eve is coming out on March 15th. So it's out. It's already came out this week. And uh, it was originally released in 1998. So this has been a while since you've been able to buy this game in the stores. Uh, but this is a classic. A lot of people like this game. Uh, have any of you guys played it? Unfortunately not. I'm not even sure if Europe ever got it in the first place. Well, now I'm you can so get it, right? I'm so uninterested in this series. What? I hear the new one is so progressive and interesting. Well, the new one's crap, but people really like the old ones. So um, why aren't you interested? It's just never appealed to me. I don't like ookie games. Ookie games. Ookie game? Oh, scary stuff? Well, it's not like I don't Dead like Space. scary games either. Well, what is an ookie game? I don't know what that means. She's not going to tell us. I don't know what that means. Okay. Um, well, I think you're... I think I know what it means, but I'm I'm not going to mention. So. All right. Well, if if you're not scared of ookie games, whatever those are, <laughs> you can check out Parasite Eve on the PlayStation Network right now. So go check it out. All right. Next story. Cthulhu saves the world. Anna, this is so awesome. Tell us about it. Huh? Okay. Why? Huh? Because According you are to... the closest to Robert Boyd. Uh, okay. Hang on. I closed that page. All right, you fail. Manny, you tell us about it. <laughs> okay, according to Urban Dictionary, ookie can either be another word for disgusting, like ookie, that green boogie is ookie, <laughs> or a slang term for a female breast. I'm oh. guessing you, you want the gross one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So she doesn't like lots of gore. There we go. Right. We we gave this an awesome short form. It was like S H E C E A D X P A F H P E G Y C W A. <laughs> and that's actually in our forum thread, and this is how we are well, referring to the so game. So tell people what it is. Um, it is uh, the Super Hyper Enhanced Championship Edition Alpha Diamond DX Plus Alpha F. Wait, there's Alpha in there twice. All right, you, you got to do this right. You need the Street Fighter voice. Super Hyper Enhanced Championship Edition Alpha Diamond DX Plus Alpha Fez HD Premium Enhanced Game of the Year Collector's Edition without avatars. So We need a uh, plus. Oh, there is a plus in there. Okay, we need another plus in there. Three major improvements. Um... The Cthulhu's Ancients mode, um, which was supposed to be in the original game and he had to cut it for time. Um, basically, Cthulhu refuses to save the world, so he sends out the girls to do all the work. Um, see, so she, this, uh, she can't handle a, the sexism in the third Parasite Eve game, but this is fine. <laughs> because it's a play on Charlie's Angels, and Charlie's oh. Angels isn't necessarily sexist. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I didn't really get that. All right. It's supposed to be about women empowerment, Chris. Got it. I didn't realize it was the guy stays at home and the woman goes out and does something. Got it. Just saying. Anyways, wait. The um, only way to to female empowerment is to subjugate men. Obviously. So that is the new uh, subtitle for Cthulhu Saves the World. I thought that was funny. There's new features: director's commentary, world rebalance, gameplay, more dialogue options, hints to the next project. You just stopped all over me. Uh huh. I'm just I'm just keeping it moving. Oh, fine, you do that. No, go ahead. No, you just said everything. I'm done. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the you didn't you you didn't say everything. 
The game is set to release spring of 2011 for the 360 and the PC. So if you've already bought it on the 360, you're getting all this content for free. Uh, the PC version will be 3 bucks. Uh, well, I guess both versions are 3 bucks. So look forward to that. Hopefully and again, April. no avatars. Well, he yeah, could... he's starting to run out of spring, so... Well, no, it was just, he said spring in the press release because he didn't want to give a specific month and accidentally well, not June, make it. he doesn't he? All right, so he's not running out of spring. Um, all right. If he said early 2011, he'd be running out of that. But, all right, fine. Sweet. Uh, I don't know what to say now. Because I need to ask you to talk about this next one, Anna. I don't understand it. What? again but yeah. you're just going to interrupt me in the middle of no it, i promise i won't this time i promise i won't this time sure? tell us i'm sure uh, i don't believe you I'm all right to... okay free wrap oh. no. <laughs> no! i opened i opened it up on the wrong tab sorry yes so free realms is i'm making air quotes free on the playstation network so um it's gonna hit the consoles uh, or hit the PlayStation 3 on March 29, 2011, and will be, air quotes, completely free to play. Um, so there's many activities, uh, including mini games, adventure quests, and trophy support, all of which is actually in the PC game. So here's sort of the thing with Free Realms, because I've played it, and I guess a few people on staff have. Um, you run out of things to do unless you pay for the game very, very quickly. So there's a number of classes that you can't unlock unless you're subscribing to the game for $5 a month. And even a lot of the normal classes that you do have access to, you can only get to level 5, and level 10 is the maximum level. And it's particularly frustrating because um, the activities that you can do, um, particularly in regards to dungeons, are often level-locked, and a lot of them get locked to level 5. Except if you're not paying, you actually can't enter that because you can't progress any further from level 5, so they just don't let you in. So I like their whole completely free-to-play thing. I'm just... Uh, so did you have to buy the game before? Is that the difference? No, 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 no. You've never had to buy the game. It's a, it's always been a free-to-play MO. You and I played this at E3 in 2009. Yeah. It was the game that the girl showed us, and I was really excited about it. So it like, just oh, wasn't on the PS3 before? Right. Okay. They announced it for the PS3, and then they, it quietly went away, and then they announced it for the PS3, and then it quietly went away. And now they're for sure, for sure, it's coming for the PS3. All right. When do you get it? March 29th. I already said that. All right. Sweet. March 29th, 2011. But if you can't wait till then, on March 18th, you'll get Final Fantasy VI if you're in Europe and you've got a Wii Virtual Console. So, Quinn, this is for you. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. We, well, it's like you this know, is like the some... only stuff we get to talk about for Europe is like virtual console releases and PSN releases. I feel so bad for you guys. You don't get anything else exciting. Well, the irony is is that um, we didn't actually get Final Fantasy VI the first time around until two thousand and two. Oh, but yeah, you did. We never, yeah, we... You got the PlayStation version, and it was which in was like a... yeah, which seven is crap. You don't want the PlayStation version. Yeah, the, the PlayStation really version. Was a bit it was, it was, crap. It was translated into like eighty yes, languages. Yes, you just wanted to play it in French. I understand. Yes, 
Yes. So you uh, yeah, it's like, um, the, the, we got the PlayStation version, which was a bit crap, and then we got the Game Boy Advance version, but you had to wait another five years for that. And then they censor the beating of Celeste. And then, yeah, and then so it finally comes out properly on the virtual console, you know, almost, what, a decade after it was originally released? Is it proper, though? It's like like the Super Nintendo version censored some things and the Game Boy Advance version censored some other things. So I don't know what you're getting. I've got no idea what we're getting. We'll just play it. It's like the best Final Fantasy, so enjoy. It's my second favorite, so yeah, I might pick it up. Well, you're not allowed to... Second favorite to what? Nine. No, fail. Wrong. Nine is evoking feelings of nostalgia for six. Fail. Right. No, no, I prefer nine. Yeah, Steiner sucks. All right, moving on. What? <laughs> but, 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 Vivi and, and Kina and, yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. Wait, I didn't know Vivi, Vivi, Vivi was in this game. <laughs> yeah, Vivi, Vivi, Vivi. The letter VV six times. All right. Agarest War Zero. So you say, I didn't like the first game, but I'm willing to give it another shot. What are you going to get? Well, Wheels, our very own Wheels. What's his real name? Michael. Michael oh, this Apps. was Becky. Wait, who, who did this? This is Becky. Oh, Becky Cunningham was at PAX East too, wasn't she? Yep. And she talked to Mary Suto who was uh, talking about Record of Agorist War Zero. So what's going on with this one? I just want to run this down so people have an idea of what the heck's up with Agorist War Zero, because I have a feeling, like me, you have no clue. So it's part strategy RPG. It's part dating sim. All right. Uh, and players get to choose their spouses. Oh, multiple spouses. So it's Mormon or something, right? Interesting. I'm assuming that's not the case. Create several generations of soldiers through the soul breeding system. Okay, that's a bit creepy. And uh, there's some changes in the sequel, or prequel, of course. It's a prequel, because who makes sequels anymore? So uh, your save file in Agris War affects the game of Agris War Zero, even though it's a prequel. Uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> animated portraits for the characters when they're in conversation. Character class selection for the main character and plenty of new moves. And there's a new addition called the Free Intention System. It's a town mode for the game, which lets you uh, kick back a bit, visit various town locations, and socialize with party members. Uh, there'll be a day and night cycle, and you can have the main, you know, certain things only happen at certain times of the day or night. And now the main character can uh, learn about, you know, in addition to being able to get items and learn about the companions in this mode, you now get uh, freedom to raise your character's affection level with the various uh, bachelorettes. So that feels kind of like a Soccer Wars sort of thing. Um, finally, there's an d- additional DLC for Agorist War Zero. Oh, not additional DLC, just DLC uh, in Japan. And that will be coming to the North American version 2, of course, because they like money. And uh, that's all we know. So Agorist War Zero, adding some stuff to the formula. Will it make the game good? Stay tuned to find out. Well, that's one of the, that's one of the confusing things, really, because I think Agorist War was, I think, has defeated several of our reviewers. Oh, really? Legendary crapness. But what's confusing is it somehow was popular enough to actually attract two sequels. Mm-hmm. Oh man, what's that series of games that um, XC puts out, and we give it a 1.0 every time, and yet there's four of them in the series now? Uh, I don't know. I think what? it's seventh that reviewed them. Oh, Crap, Strawberry says Valhalla Knights. 
Yes. Okay, you don't need to sound quite so happy. That that is far. That is the most overly excited I've ever heard anybody for Valhalla Nights. That is wrong. All right, you can't be that excited for Valhalla Nights. I felt sorry for the people who won that in the Extra Life thing we did. Um, I'm sent, I, Maybe I ended up, I'm excited for strawberry eggs. So okay. there. Oh, okay. I had to send them extra stuff if they won Valhalla Nights, just because I felt bad for them. Uh, it was sad. All right. So there is an indie RPG that you guys may not have heard about that's coming out. You guys heard about this one? Planet Stronghold? Nope, not heard about it. So you're going to explore it's the galaxy... a couple times on the, on the forums. Oh. I'm sort of interested. All right, so you're going to explore the galaxy and try to save humanity. Uh, do you know anything about it, Anna? No, I just know it exists and people are interested in it. Well, apparently come it came out uh, March 2nd. And uh, you could... Which is weird... Oh, yeah. Okay. It came out March 2nd. We're just hearing about it now because uh, well, we figured you might not have heard about this, so we need to tell you about it. It's 25 bucks. It's on Windows, Mac, and Linux, so Manny can play it. And if you uh, pick up the game with the strategy guide, you'll get four exclusive weapons when you begin the game. So it has a website at planetstronghold.com. There's a big YouTube video there as soon as you get on there so you can learn about it. It's turn-based. It's a sci-fi RPG game. There's a free demo you can download. Go check it out. Just trying to raise awareness. We don't know if it's good yet. We don't have a review up. But we wanted to make sure you knew about this sort of a more indie-released thing. It's from Winter Wolves. I don't know if they're really big. I don't know what they've done. Oh, they've done some other stuff. So it looks like Planet Stronghold's their big thing right now. But they've also released, get this, The Flower Shop and Spirited Heart and Love and Order. Okay, I might have to play Love and Order, because that's just too funny. And Universal Boxing Manager. What? So, well, does that mean you, you manage boxers for Universal Pictures, or what is that? I have no idea. You, are you universe... You, all universes that have boxing, you manage them? Maybe it's very open-ended. I don't... I don't get it. Uh, there... So there's a lot of uh, a lot of games at this Winter Wolves site. So this is their latest one, and hopefully it's good. So go check it out. See if you like it. Let us know what you thought so we can uh, tell people about it. Um, and then you can go play with their Magic Stones game, whatever that means. Yeah. Okay. So okay. The Flower Shop, by the way, is a dating farming sim. So I may or may not have played it. You 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 may or may not have played it. Okay. Spirited Heart is a life simulation, so I guess your goal is to not die. Whatever that means. Because I don't need a life simulation. I already ha- I have life. I, I don't understand that. be called a social life sim- simulation. Oh. That would be good for you, Chris. Okay, that works. Yeah, I could use that. Alright, sounds like a good plan. I am going to Winter Wolves after this podcast and playing lots of games. All right. Dragon Quest IX. A lot of people played that game. 5.3 million copies. Best-selling entry in the Dragon Quest series. More than a million of those were in North America and Europe, proving that only Japan has good taste. So, Yes. Japan sold... Outsold the rest of the world two to one on a Dragon Quest game. Hang on, hang on. Let me pull out my surprise look. You mean Gotta four to one? I don't know. Going. All right. Well, whatever. Two to one. Right. 
So, but yeah, this is awesome. It, I can't believe how well that game sold. Three to two. Sorry. Yeah. Math good. Yes. Dragon Quest Nine was released on January 11th, 2009. Came to the rest of the world in 2010. And uh, Dragon Quest Ten has been announced in 2008 as coming out for the Wii, but we haven't heard anything about it since then. When do you think we'll see that? 2013. 2013! She called it right here, folks. When the Wii is gone, then Dragon Quest X will come out for it. Um, They're not exactly shy about releasing a Dragon Quest game at the end of System's Life. I suppose not. Dragon Quest VII says hi. Dragon Quest VII says... So does Dragon Quest VI. You know what else Dragon Quest VII says? Don't play me. And uh, Dragon Quest VIII was not at the end of PS2's life. It was no, I know it wasn't, and I didn't use that as an example. That's why I said seven, six, and three. I was busy talking over you at the time, so it was hard to hear. I'm fully aware. Thank you. All right, I'm sorry. So, (sighs) what what do you got to say? Oh, nothing. All right. So, (laughs) Dragon Quest Nine sold lots. Did you guys buy one? I did. Anna, you bought it for me. I bought one for Anna, so that was two of the sales. What about Quinn? Did, did you Dragon Quest Niner? I'm not a Dragon Quest fan, so. Ooh, and Manny, you don't strike. I'm ashamed Dragon to Quest. say I bought it and never played it. Oh. And I probably never will. Oh, why not? I'm kind of over DS games. Oh, that's that pains me. That means you don't enjoy games like uh, Ghost Trick or Phoenix Wright. Ah. Uh... Put Phoenix right on my iPhone. You got a deal. Well, the first one is. I know, and I downloaded it for a dollar. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about Mass Effect? You play that, right, Manny? I am currently playing Mass Effect 2 as we speak. Oh, okay. <laughs> not right now. Not as we speak. I'm okay. playing, I'm playing through <laughs> you it. You said, well, the way you said it was as we speak. I know. I made it sound like I was playing now. But yeah, I'm playing hey, I played, it. Hey, I've played Mass Effect 2 during the podcast. It's fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, both of you may be interested to know there's new DLC coming out. Have you heard about this? Um, Hopefully, if it's better than Project Overlord, yeah, I'll be interested in it. Uh, which one is pro- it? Isn't Project Overlord a really old one? No, it was the second one after Kasumi. It was okay. the one where you go deal with the VI. Okay. The Rogue VI. Yeah, But the Shadow Broker one was good, though, right? Yeah, I'm about to start that just, one next. As long as it's on the same quality level as Lair of the Shadow Broker, then it's definitely worth picking up for the price that they're giving it. So, no, no, I, I, Kiro says in the chat that uh, Project Overload was cool, and I think it was cool. I just don't know if what was in that justified paying extra money for it. So I have Mass Effect 2, and I have like no paid DLC for it. What's my best way of getting all the DLC cheaply? You can wait for you can either buy it on PS3, or you can wait for a Game well, of the Year edition. I have it on PC. <laughs> oh, I see. Is this uh, is this new DLC they just announced part of the PS3 version? No. Oh, okay. The Arrival, which is supposed to like bridge the gap between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, is uh, brand new. hasn't even been released yet. Okay. I think it's going to be $7. Looks like it's 7 bucks on the PC. 560 Bioware points, oh, which are the same as Microsoft points. 560 Microsoft points. So 7 bucks on your 360 and $7 on your PS3 and PC. So. So there you go. I just hope, like I said, I, I didn't think Project Overlord was bad, per se. I thought it was an interesting and fun mission. But by the time I was done with it, I'm thinking to, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't understand why I paid for this, I feel. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I kind of want a cheap version, and I'm I'm sad that it might just be the Game of the Year edition to get it all. That'd be to be fair though. I did get them all on sale, so I got um, each one was I think two fifty. Oh, there was like this big sale during at the end of the year, so I got I that, that one. I got and Sailor Shadow Poker for like five dollars each. Oh, you're killing me here. No, not each nice. together. I got them fight for five dollars. Yeah, together. that's what I want to do. Yes, like I said, they're not bad missions. A lot of them are really well put together. It just, I just feel like I didn't get anything significant. I, I didn't get like a new weapon, a new upgrade at the end of Overlord. I was like, oh, that was an interesting experience. That was over like in two hours. But this game is full of interesting experiences, and I already paid for them. <laughs> well, Mass Effect Two itself is only twenty bucks on the PC now. The digital deluxe edition is forty, which gets you some extra stuff that probably isn't worth twenty dollars. So I don't know what's up with that. And uh, I don't see the DLC hit listed here, so it must all be in-game store for that stuff. So can we mention what's in the arrival without spoiling everything, or is it just a spoiler? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, send Shepard and his allies on a mission to uncover evidence about the Reapers. We'll just say that. All right. Evidence that they are drawing near, which, you know, that's been the plot since game one. So. And watches the Eterian Counselor completely ignores it. Oh, okay. So, uh, t- March 29th is when That's it comes soon. out. Yeah, so March 29th. That was the important thing I needed to give you. And let's move on, because we got a big release from Gameloft coming out for your <laughs> iPhone. That's right. It's Order and Chaos Online, a new MMORPG from, from Gameloft, uh, where you can, you can be on the forces of uh, the Order... And they're gonna be like your your high hey, fantasy wait a minute, people. Chris. You're mistaken. You're mistaken. mistaken. You be people people on you the other side. Wrong. No, this but is there's World of Warcraft. No, no, this it? is order and chaos. This is no, people. I'm watching the trailer right now. No, this no, is World of Warcraft. No, you've got orcs and stuff in this, and and people are gonna be uh, undead and orcs. And uh, if you, but if you're if you're an order, it's like humans and night elves. It's not like World of Oh. Hmm. Hey, Gameloft. <laughs> so Gameloft is copying WoW, like most MMO competitors. Only they're oh, doing it shamelessly fair, though, here. It's a little bit more shameless because they're copying WoW one week after they copied StarCraft. I am going to buy this because I want to see how they did the controls. and Because I've been wondering if you could do good MMO controls on the iPhone. I haven't seen it done yet. I want to see if they pull it off. So That's going to just be virtual joystick, I'm guessing. I don't think it will be. Because I'm looking at the uh, the interface and I'm seeing lots of big buttons, so it looked like it may have properly simplified controls to make short play experiences on your iPhone work. Um, oh, I care. I have to quote this one from our chat room. Comes a fantasy MMO you won't remember until they announce it on a fifty percent off sale. <laughs> Thank you, Kiro. <laughs> it's it's so true. I mean, I, I for a dollar I might pick it up, but I wonder is this a, the kind of thing you want on an iPhone? A game that you can only play while you're connected to the internet? Yes, I like but that sort of connectivity. How well would it run on three on three G? I don't know. That's something they need to fix and make happen. Hmm. And are are the there's a lot of questions? Are they going to store characters server side? Hey, you know who wrote this story? Who? Tom Goldman. No. Yes. For what site? For the Escapist. Oh, okay. That's uh. <laughs> he used to work for us. <laughs> he still kind of Green new, green new. Um, 
Yeah. He does still work for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's Black Ops. He does, uh, he does work Ops. for the Escapists as well, and he wrote this story for them. We need to ask him to write this story for us. <laughs> if anybody sees Green New, let him know. <laughs> he needs to write this story for us, too. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to leave a comment right now. Where do I do a comment? So oh, does he have any special up. details about the game? Um, just the races, and uh, it shows off, and he talks about the trailer, which you can you can all go Google for or, Order and Chaos Online, see the trailer. It's uh, iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. Universal and... app? Or are you going to have to buy one of each? <laughs> oh, he says, creating a portable MMO that's similar to World of Warcraft is probably not a bad idea when it comes to sales. However, Order and Chaos is similar in such a way that it'll make anyone with morals say, ugh. Uh, uh. and then he shows off shadow guardian which is like tomb raider i guess and starfront which is like starcraft right yes i don't know what's oh no shadow guardian is like uncharted sorry yes you know honestly i don't think i would mind as much if they tried to like hide the fact that they're just aping people i love it it's old it's classic game industry and it's coming back and it, it says it says change your name to Tengen. But it, like, it puts this, it says this to intellectual property and says you don't own as much as you think you own. And I'm kind of anti-intellectual property right now, so I'm kind of happy to do that. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with it. I understand why other people object. This is where you tell me I'm wrong, Manny. Well, what, what do you object to again? I'm sorry, I was reading some funny comments about how. Well, I like how this is like basically just giving the raspberry to these people who are so insistent about their the proprietariness of their intellectual property and how you can't make anything that even resembles what they already made and that sort of stuff. And I'm kind of happy to see people just say, "We don't care." I'm more like you're. You have you don't have an original idea in your brain. I don't want to play your game. Okay, there you go. Well, there's this kind of like, you know, forging, you know, new and interesting ideas based on existing ones. And then there's just flat out copying. It, it, exactly. It doesn't exist in a, in a kind of black and white state, you know. Like, for example, like um, uh, Darksiders. Some people would say that's just a Zelda clone, but they uh-huh. did some interesting stuff with it. They did some interesting things with the world and the themes and they put their own unique twist on it. And people thought like, wow, what a great homage to The Legend of Zelda. And then, but then if, if they... But then, if you look at like Game Lofts, Legend is like Legend of Ferelda or something, which is just like a guy in a green hat with pointy ears doing those kind of dungeons. It's a little bit more. I don't know. It feels like a bad parody in a cracked magazine or something, or Mad Magazine. Mhm. 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 Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. You got it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. That's a shout out to all my Canadians fans. Mhm. Mhm. All right. Are you going to give us a write up of this game too, Tom? Post. All right. Mm. Forum code of conduct. Don't be a jerk. Have respect mm-hmm. for others. Oh, am I mm. violating any of that? I hope not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anonymous source. What does that mean? 
Oh, I see. That's their their listings. <laughs> He's a newsroom contributor. All right. So, finally. Oh, we forgot to mention this earlier. How do you guys let me forget this? PopCap is doing a, a donation thing. So if you go, uh, if you buy all games on the iPhone and iPad that PopCap does, so I'm sorry that they're excluding people who don't own these devices. I don't know why they're doing that. 48-hour sale today and tomorrow. Um, everything's on sale, and all the proceeds go to Earthquake Stricken Japan, which means, unfortunately, that Apple's profiting off your donations, so you might want to just donate directly instead. Um, but there you go. And for those of us who don't listen to live recording, that would be Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, March 19th and 20th. And that's from the perspective of people in Seattle. So, enjoy that sale. All right. You know what else has set sale? Some reviews for some games. So we had Glenn Wilson on last week talking about Dragon Age 2. As well as you, as well as Roy and well everybody was talking about Dragon Age 2. He finally reviewed it. Um, unfortunately... I don't understand our new scale because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, and I hate it. But uh, he gave it a 3 out of 5, which the uh, rating, I guess, is not... Oh, wait, we changed it, too, since then. What is the new rating mm-hmm. for 3 out of 5? Uh, uh, decent. Hang on. Decent, I think. Decent, which, being in the middle, it shouldn't be decent. That's where mediocre should be. But we've decided at RP Gamer, we should clarify, that mediocre is 2.5 out of 5. So we've kind of we've front-loaded the scale some. Sorry, my sister's calling. She should know I'm on the podcast. Um, she, we front-loaded the scale a bit I'm to give us send more. Her a funny message yeah. on Facebook right now. So we've uh, we we've decided, I guess, to expand kind of the the good side of games, so we have more gradations of good. So we can say something is decent, um, pretty good, good, very good, and excellent, or whatever the words are. So we want a bunch of those. So we're going to put uh, decent from 3.0 and up to five, which is of course like excellent super excellent or whatever you want to call it and then a two and a half will be mediocre and we'll have bad stuff going down from there down to can we do a 0.5 still anna Mm, yeah i think we do still do 0.5s okay what like 0.5 no we've never done 0.5 the scales between so we really we've kind of we've narrowed the amount of bad stuff we can do so from one to two and a half i guess we're assuming all you want to hear about is whether or not something's bad and it's in that range and then you know, you want more ability to to kind of compare games to themselves in the good range. So that's so we've rejiggered our scale. So Glenn has given this a three out of five, which he says it's decent. Dragon Age Two is decent. Uh, he says it's an excellent bas- battle system. Pacing issues from the origins are gone. Can role play in conversations. Unfortunately, it has a weak and uninteresting story. Repeated combat setups and environments and a bland sameness infects all parts of the game. All right. Then we gave another decent to Dissidia Dual Desham, which was out this week, by the way. This is our new release for the week, March 22nd, right? Yay! It comes out. You can get Dissidia Dual Desham. And that'll probably be the last time I say Dual Desham until we get some uh, DLC for it. So I'm kind of sad about or that. Or a review. Uh, or well, here's review. the reviews right here. Well, I probably won't cover I'm, another review. I'm, I'm, I'm just so iffy about this review. Well, here's a, it's a decent 3 out of 5, Square's usual excellent graphics, a large cast of characters, good for short play sessions, story mode, all, all of it sucks apparently, it lacks depth to sustain long play sessions, Excuse me. and RPG elements detract from the fighting system, which is unfortunate for an RPG slash fighter. <laughs> 
So that's that's I, the, the dual decim dual decim review. And I'm kind of sad. Uh, this scale seems to just be. This. Oh, here we go. Oh, what? I feel like we're trashing on the game for being exactly what it is. Um, that's kind of why you trash on games. If they are not good, then you trash on them. Well, I don't think it's necessarily whether the game is good or not. I think the thing is, is that the game is blatant fan service that you're supposed to play in a five-minute sit-down. Uh, that it's game has way too... No, that's baloney. That game has far too much content for five-minute sit-downs. Oh. Yeah, you're supposed to play it for a long time. But, but you, you just said you should play it in a five-minute system. Sit down. No, I... You, <laughs> You're supposed it to play it over the course of, of the next four years of your life? Sure. No. It's the kind of game that you pick up and play it for a little bit, and then you put it back down. It's like Adventures to Go. You don't sit there and play it for 12 hours straight. Nah. Because then the game loses all of its charm and appeal. This is a game you're supposed to play when you're taking the bus. Or the Skytrain, in my case. But this isn't a game that you stick back with your pillows at home and play for three hours in a row. So I feel like... We're trashing it for not being something that it's not trying to be. Uh. Well, from a personal perspective, I'm more, I'd be more interested in picking up Doradesson because I enjoyed the previous game than picking up Dragon Age 2. Okay. I mean, Which they're both funny. three points. I'm they're not both three Dragon point- Age 2, and I'm Doradesson is pretty Hmm. Not to mention Duodecim is a lot cheaper as well. Yes. Um, and Duodecim, ha- Duodecim has Dissidia 1 in it after you beat it. So you can play the first one if you haven't bought it. All right. Well, whatever. So the game got a decent review, and apparently we're supposed to pad scores for uh, fan service, says Anna. So... Uh, we have another review. This one's good. Three and a half out of five. Wait, 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 wait. Hold the phone. I did not say we should pad the score. I, I probably will totally agree with the score by the time I'm finished playing the game. I just sort of feel like we're thrashing on it for mm-hmm. not reaching more than it ever intended to reach. Manny, will you stop that? <laughs> I was trying to agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh! <laughs> okay, well, it's time for talking about um, uh, Pokemon Black, which got a good three and a half out of five. It says a lot of the new Pokemon are entertaining. Technical machines are reusable, which I noticed is awesome. The story is better than usual, but it's still rushed and awkward. The interface is a step backward because they took away being able to use the L button for pressing for doing actions and from being able to turn your running shoes on all the time. And the new battle types don't get much exposure. And I've noticed I've played a lot of it. I still haven't even had a 3 versus 3, so I don't know what's up with that. So, At the same time, when 2v2 first came out, you basically some like 10 of them in a game. Yeah, well, we haven't had many of those either. I've run into... I've run into one. Second June. Yeah, and that's all I've run into, too. Yeah, but that's way more than like when it first came out. Hmm. I agree. Dragon Age is totally not as good as it used to be. 
Well, as far as Dragon Age 2 is concerned, I'm just worried about Mass Effect 3. It's the, it's the property that I like from Bioware. I'd rather I'd rather it not succumb to the same things that Bioware 2 has been dinged, uh, sorry, for Dragon Age 2 has been dinged for. Hmm. You know, I hear some. I heard an interesting complaint. Like someone in our chat, and you didn't pick this up in the feedback, Chris. That someone was comparing Dragon Age Two to a Japanese RPG. It has like a very kind of Japanese RPG vibe. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't mentioned Which was in the review. Particularly so. epic, considering that there was a couple of people at Bioware that were like, "JRPGs suck, and they don't do anything to define the genre." Blah blah blah. But it seems like, other than the conversation system and the relationships, it does seem a little bit more Japanese RPG, a lot more structured and linear. Aside from like being able to pick, yeah, aside from like being able to choose a character and like dialogue options, it does seem that way, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. I don't know. Um, I haven't played enough of it to go and say that it's a Japanese RPG. I mean, oh, how much have you played? So far, just a few hours, a couple. Like I played it like two hours of Dragon Age two max. So, what kind of hawk did you make? I played a female hawk, mm-hmm. and she's awesome. And did you I, do the default character or? Yes, because it looks a lot nicer than the other ones. Like cool. Every Dragon, like every Bioware game lately, apparently. Yeah, but when you sleep with Miranda, you want your face on it. No, I don't. <laughs> My face would look really weird there. Can you just imagine my Twitter icon sleeping with Miranda? That would be weird. I'm sure your Twitter icon would imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be pretty happy about it, I guess. All right. Jacandia, the Timeless Land. <laughs> Three and a half out of five. It's good. Accessible to all, those of all skill levels. Hilarious localization. Encourages experimentation, but it's short with little replay value. The text layout is atrocious. The dungeon layouts can get repetitive. This is the game where you do, like... um uh, I don't know. Oh, hold on. Let's see. It would be... I, I don't know. What is this game like? Did you guys... Do you understand this game? Because I, I read the pictures. I look at... I don't understand what's happening in Jacandia. I know you can get it, like, a part of that access sale. And I want to say people should try it out because it's got a good review here. But what do you do in it? I don't know. I'm not familiar with the game. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's hit Europe yet, so... Uh, it's a, well, I don't know. It's a, it, The game's trend is simplicity. It's got a hack-and-slash side-scrolling experience, uh, three concurrent party members, death has no real penalty, um, traversing through dungeons can take anywhere between three and 30 minutes. Uh, I don't really understand what's going on in here. But, uh, yeah. Uh, don't press start or else it'll skip through all the text. <laughs> You'll miss a bunch of the story. But uh, that's all I know. Check that out. Chikandia, go get the demo, which is on PSN right now, actually. Go try it. We gave it a good review, says Sam. All right, that's our reviews. Time to talk about our picks of the week. Manny, why don't you lead us off? Unless he's not here. Anna, how about you lead us off? Okay. My pick of the week is Valkyria Chronicles. Woo-hoo! Was that Yay. Valkyria Chronicles? Yes. You went a little bit robo there. Nah, it's Valkyria Chronicles. I don't know what's going on. I need to reboot, apparently. So, yeah, I got a PS3 this week. Thank you. It was a gift. I appreciated it. It's very nice. I took pictures of it and showed it to people. 
And everybody was like, ooh, you're a PS3 now. So I got uh, Darksiders and Valkyrie Chronicles and 3D Doc Game Heroes, and I already own Demon Souls. Thanks, Aram. So I decided to play Valkyrie Chronicles first. And I was up until about quarter to four this morning playing Valkyrie Chronicles. And I'm so happy. It is an awesome game. The story is so engaging. I feel very close to all the characters already. They have so much personality. I love it. And the combat system is pretty fun, too. Uh, I'm on Chapter 4, Chapter 5. I uh, just have to be careful because I kind of ran over one of my characters within my tank. (laughs) Whoops. Sorry, Rosie. Okay. So, uh, and I just, I need to be more careful when I'm advancing in general. I'm apparently very sloppy. I had to call in the medic, I think, three times in my last mission. Ah, Lightspeed Medic. That's what we call her. Lightspeed Medic. Yes. She's awesome, and she's very cute. Uh, She's supposed to be a reference to uh, Fina from Skies of Arcadia. Oh, really? I haven't played this way. Yeah, because um, there are two other characters. Uh, Vice and Ica both make appearances as uh, troops you can recruit. Yeah, I think I'm using Vice right now. Yeah, and Phoenix is supposed to be the so medic. Familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of working on the, the whole relationship thing. I got Strong Will to trigger a few times. That was pretty cool. Unfortunately, I wasn't paying attention, and I also triggered Lonely on one of my uh, engineers. Lonely. Lonely. I am Lonely. Yeah, all right, all right. (laughs) We've heard that one a million times before. (laughs) Yeah, but not in a British accent. Go. No. No. Denied. So oh, no I, uh, I'm. I need to do some skirmishes and get some experience and some money because I want to upgrade my tank. All right. Hey, is Chris. Your tank is a tank. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It, it, literally this time. <laughs> yes, Fantastic. indeed. <laughs> Alrighty. So that's Valkyria Chronicles. Still awesome after all this time, and Chris still hasn't beaten it. Um. Even though my quote was used as part of the advertisement. All right, Quinn, what do you got for us? Uh, I picked up Shogun Total War a few days Ooh, ago. Ooh, how's that? Or Shogun, to- Shogun Total War Two. Yes. Um, uh, it's pretty fun actually. Um, I sort of um, the last um, Total War game I really enjoyed was um, the second medieval Total War. Um, I have both um, Empire and Napoleon, as I'm quite a big fan of the series. Um, but I just I couldn't get into them as much. Um, and with Shogun Total War... Did you play... Uh, sorry? Sorry, did you play Rome Total War? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've played... I think I've played uh, every game in the Total War series with the exception of the first Medieval and the original Shogun. Because uh, I seem to recall Shogun coming out at a time where I had a really bad PC and I couldn't run it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. The um, now that I've got a nice uh, beefy PC, um, Shogun Two runs extremely well. It's very pretty, um, lots of fun, and um, 
you get to go to war and see who has the pointier helmet crests. Oh yeah. Okay. That's actually pretty much it. That's um, that's it. <laughs> Just direct troops yeah, well, go to war. Direct troops go to war. If you've played a Total War game before, you probably know how to play I mean, this well, one. How does it compare to like StarCraft? Is it turn based? Is it real time? Uh, the know. okay. Well, a Total for people unfamiliar with the series, um, Total War is. Um, centered around a campaign mode where you have a turn-based um, sort of strategy map in the vein of, I don't know, on the Civilization series or something like that. Okay. You know, where you have, um, uh, in Shogun, it's provinces, um, and in previous games, it was territories. Yeah. And each has, uh, you know, a sort of central um, town. Uh, in Shogun, it's always um, a castle town. And you sort of um, you sort of construct buildings, and they add to um, like the troops you can recruit and stuff like that. And it's all done in a kind of tra- very traditional turn-based format. And all of your armies move according to you know you can, they they move a certain distance per turn. And you have to end your turn, and so on and so forth. Um, and however, when you go into uh, when you actually encounter another army or besiege a, a castle. Um, you know, you switch over to a um, real-time battle. Um, you can't really compare it to stuff like, I don't know, Command & Conquer or StarCraft or anything like that because uh, those um, focus on um, quite small numbers of units and also, like, um, uh, dif- uh, base building. Uh, and t- in the Total War series, um, you kind of control uh, an entire army on the field. And there's no sort of base building. If you if you meet another army out in the field, um, and there's no other army nearby on the campaign map, those are the people you'll be fighting with. You don't sort of reinforce your units. You just have to go for it. Um, um, it's sort of like the old Lords of the Realms. Yeah. Although I haven't actually played those games myself. And unlike StarCraft, no. Okay. Like, I think you're not as worried about counters. Like this is more the kind of game that like the History Channel. Like Rome Total War, when that first came out, the History Channel, History Channel used to use it to sort of uh, model out and simulate certain like famous battles of the Roman yeah. Empire. Uh, there are there are um, there is a rock paper scissors in place. Um, like for example, um, spears are always used to counter cavalry. For example, you, you know you always um, if you if you've got an incoming cavalry charge, you basically um, get your spear troops. You point them at the cavalry and then they just sort of stand there with the spears out and hope yeah but uh, it's, it's based a lot more on logic than you know yeah. this unit counters this unit but just because we need to want yeah. to counter it and it's also the kind of thing where like if you shoot if you try to shoot arrows in the rain the arrows will get bogged down oh uh, yeah stuff. also um, in, in Shogun 2 um, you can't use the flaming arrow ability at all if it's raining because well kind of makes sense really right <laughs> Um, but I mean, the, and I think um, the Creative Assembly have um, really done a good job of um, what they've done this time around. Is they've um, like recreated that kind of very traditional, um, like fake versions of um, traditional Japanese artwork. Um, I'm not actually sure what the art style's called, but you know, you usually see it in like historical depictions of Japanese events. Uh, yeah, I'm not really doing a fantastic job of describing it, but I think they've done it. And they've, there's quite a lot invested in historical accuracy. I mean, the Creative Assembly aren't perfect. There are, there are quite a few things wrong with several of their games, like history-wise. But otherwise, uh, I think they've done a, a pretty damn good job of, of kind of creating the feel of, of 16th century Japan. 
Um, but yeah, so it's set during the um, the Sengoku era, era of um, Japanese history, and you have to attempt to, well, become Shogun of Japan. So how many pretty boy generals are there with gigantic flaming attacks? Unfortunately, uh, there, is no, there is currently no mod that adds um, handlebars and exhaust pipes to Date Masamune's horse. No, oh, why bother? What? <laughs> no, uh, it's, it's a joke on the Di- Di- Samurai Warrior series. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, same, uh, the Sengoku Basara series done by Capcom is basically the same era of history, but kind of like run through a hot-blooded anime filter. Wow. So, historical general um, Date Masamune, uh, who has a fantastic statue in um, Sendai Station in uh, Sendai. Um, still? He, yeah, still okay, there. Good. Yeah, you have to check um, now. He, um, he, in you know, and he was a very respectable general um, who who constructed the the castle in Sendai and, and kind of found is responsible for founding the city in uh, the Sengoku Basara. He's a kind of hot blooded um, character who always wears blue, uh, carries around six katanas. His horse has handlebars and exhaust pipes, and um, he has an absolutely massive helmet crest for no reason. Looks like league. a Yankee, like a Yankee biker gang guy. Yeah, it's just weird. And while the, the uh, you know, these kind of like famous figures from ja- uh, Japanese history are, are around, they're a little bit more, you know, faithfully represented. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Chris, if you want to catch up on the anime series, it's currently streaming now on Netflix. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. Wow. Sengoku Bakura, Basara, you mean? Yeah. Is the whole thing like weird version of Japan, like with? Oh, it's ridiculously weird. It's like set in old years, but with modern stuff. No, no, it's not just modern stuff. Date's just an exception to that. Oh, and the fact there's a in the game series there is a um like a robot that wanders around, but other than that. Oh, but that's totally realistic, man. Because Steam. Steam yeah, it's like steam powered or something. I don't know. I like how steam has become the new nano machines. <laughs> Where, like you know, like people use nano machines. Like, oh, how did he nano machines? Of course. But I think uh, any uh, as far as um, Shogun Two goes, any um, anyone who's played a Total War game before should probably check this one out. And anyone who likes real time strategy games in general should probably go play it. Because even if even if you don't like um, like. Uh, Sort of those the campaign map type, you know, turn based. I think is a bit too slow. You can just like set up skirmish matches, which were with with whatever army composition you like, and just go at it. I even put in naval battles for this one. Mm. Cool. So that's my pick of the week. Okay, thank you. What have you been playing, Chris? I have been playing uh, Disconnect from the stream. Let's see. Let me fix that. I love that game. Yeah. I'm gonna do it right now. Let me let me fix that. Stop. Time to stop. And then we hit start. And then all the people are like, "The stream stopped." Can stop. Ooh. Actually, nobody in the chat rooms mentioned it yet. Yeah, well, it takes a few seconds for them to see it. So it's going again. So they'll see it interrupt and then come back. Yay for that. Hmm. No, now they've recognized it. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was trying to do something I thought I could do, but apparently I can't. So, the uh, what else do I have going on? Nothing, really. Pokemon. That's all I've played. Pokemon. 
And how uh, far are you? I just got my third badge. Ooh. That's it. <laughs> That's really all I've been working on, unfortunately. Ugh. And pet the cats. That's the other game I play. Pet the cats. It probably is like an iPhone game. Pet the cat. That, that probably is a game. Let's see. <laughs> Kiro says I've been playing with the strings of his heart. So that's probably good. And uh, that's all I've got for this week in this show. Anything? Any closing thoughts you, uh, you guys want to... Does Anna have any Did Nanny want to give his pick of the week? Oh, that's right. You were gone when I asked you before. Have you been playing oh. anything? Oh, uh, I just downloaded V V V V V V V V V V V for two dollars on the Mac App Store. Chris showed me this. It is an epic little game. It's a lot of fun. I highly um, recommend it. It's really good. If you don't, if you want to get like a, a fun little intro, if you don't know what this is, uh, Giant Bomb has a quick look, which is hilarious. It's got so really good v, music too. It does. It has a great soundtrack. Small little game, like thirty megabytes, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, oh, and if I, you're into death and decimation, Swarm comes out on Tuesday. What does? Swarm. Swarm. Swarm comes out on Tuesday. Swarm. No advertisements in the middle of my There's some good picks. plugs we can do. Yeah, Anna works on Swarm's PR, so that needs to be disclosed. But um, from yeah. what I've seen, it looks like it'll be a good game. But, you know, oh. reserve. Watch for a review. Um, I also, also just downloaded... Oh, yeah? I also downloaded uh, KOTOR. I'm finally going to start playing that. KOTOR, nice. Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Excellent. Hero I'm playing the, it on, Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're playing it Ten on bucks. what? I got it for $10 on the Mac App Store. It was on sale. Oh, Jeez, they finally... Like, yeah, that game was overpriced on there. Oh, $20 is ridiculous. Yeah, that was crazy. But they had a sale, so I just bought it picked out for 10 bucks. Yeah. Which is how much it costs on Steam. You realize so. it's on Steam, right? Oh, they only have the Windows version on Steam. Oh! Well, go you then. So picked up for ten dollars the Mac app. So I'm really excited because I like the idea of having like a game like this. That's like this kind of like um, lots of deep game with lots of personal choice of character customization just on my Mac. And I've been wanting to play this game forever, but I never had an original Xbox. Nice. Kira would like us to plug Desktop Dungeons, which I've played. It's a free uh, downloadable. Um, it's a roguelike, but it's really fast and doesn't take long. So go try that out. I like it. It's funny. I like how you, I like how you you always think I'm a little crazy about the Mac app store, but I like this. There's a lot of games on there that I never would have gotten the chance to play. On it? I want to look right now, but I just love it. It's like there's a lot of games I never would have gotten the chance to play as a Mac user just because it's, it's not on Steam or anywhere else. It's probably not. And, on it. This is free and it's probably Windows only. I bet. So. And, I'm, and I like that I'm finally getting the chance to play this stuff. So cool. I can't wait to play some Kotor. I'll, I'll report back with to you guys soon. You I'm sure you guys have probably beat this like a decade ago. Other picks for this week. Horde is coming out for PSP, which is a fun four-player dragon game. You're dragons and you're collecting money and either cooperatively or competitively playing against the other dragons that you're playing with. Um, I don't know the multiplayer options on the PSP, but on the PSN, on your PS3, you can do online or local. So hopefully that's the same on the PSP. Uh, Highly recommend that game. I really like it. It was like five bucks or ten bucks or something. It was worth it. And, uh, of course, we already talked about Dual Desham coming out this week. What else should people buy? V, 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 V. The V, 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 yep. Uh, um. All right, that's Have a good it. show, everybody. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else we can do. So that's about it. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And uh, I think we're about done for the week. 
and Kiro's getting bad video quality, so it's probably time for us to stop the show. So, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, buy Dark Cider, says Kiro. Ten bucks on Steam. Oh, Dark yes, right. It was so boring. God. Ugh. You should have brought that up Blizzard earlier. Zelda's amazing. Eh. Eh. Okay, as long as you say at to both. Eh. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right, everybody, go 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 try out Darksiders. Tell us if it's the next actually, Zelda my bigger beef or with, not. My bigger beef with Darksiders was actually the art style, but... Oh, that's fair. I mean, that's legit. I mean, that's a legitimate concern. I think if you don't like the art style, you don't like the art style, and that's completely subjective. But you know, criticizing it for being like something Zelda light, or you know what I mean? Chris, there's a lot of criticism that it's. Well, the show's over. Let's get into this next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. We'll see y'all next week, everybody. Goodbye. Bye now. Bye.